Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 217. We have now done as many episodes as the name of a wedding photography business in Philadelphia. So here's some free publicity for 217photography.com. You're welcome. Is that like an area code yeah, in does, does, as well? I would Ludacris, assume so. Does Ludacris have hose in this uh, photography place? <laughs> no. All of the people in the engagement sessions on 217photography.com looked very unho-like. They were all very classy. Oh. Hose can be classy. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's I thought definitionally those were opposites. Well, you are hanging out with the wrong hose, my friend. No, those are called call girls. <laughs> what? Oh. Call girls can be classy, unlike hose. That's what I'm saying. And call girls can't be hoes? No. Well, they could. They're just not always. It's like a square and a rectangle, you know? Or they're escorts. Yeah, then they're classy. Mm-hmm. But Wait, there's no, like, yeah. escort hoes. What's the... Okay, yeah. so who's at the some top? Some hoes are escorts. Some call girls are escorts. Yes. Okay. Not all what escorts are hoe girls. So right. if I was if I was going to aspire to be the classiest uh, sex worker that I could be, should I be trying <laughs> to be a geisha, a concubine, an escort, a... Call girl or a hoe? Well, a ho- a geisha. Oh, yeah, definitely geisha, yeah. hands down. But also, hoe is not necessarily a sex worker. Hoe is just a non-classy lady. That's but the it, definition. It right? I think it a... should be a companion, personally. Oh, you mm-hmm. mean like a puppy? No, like like, like from Firefly. Like Firefly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't watch Firefly, but I'm familiar with puppies. <laughs> are you Alex? Are you familiar with puppies? Anyway, I'm a licensed guide hoe. Speaking of things that aren't good enough, <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh no, no hose in here. No. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you're blind. You're blind. That's oh, fine. let's get you a water dish for Ezra. She can, she can smell out danger for you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring her some. Uh, anyway, speaking of things that aren't good enough reasons to have kids kill each other, this week we're talking about catching fire by Suzanne Collins. See, because like a, you wouldn't... Anyway, it doesn't make sense. I, uh, I don't know where... Because we were talking about hopes for a while. I don't know. Yeah, we were. <laughs> and none of, there I is guess, talking about awkward photo ops. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not terrible. Although at that time we were talking about your your guide hoe for the blind. <laughs> uh, she helps him cross the street. It's <laughs> important. Speaking of things that are dangerous, this week... Uh, we're talking about Catching Fire by Suzanne Collins. It's the second book in the Hunger Games series. Uh, you can read along this week by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. You can get this book for free if you want to listen to it, just in time for the movie to come out next week. And you also support our show at the same time for doing that. We would really appreciate it. If you want to choose a topic for us to read or watch, you can sponsor an episode by going to read-weep.com, clicking on the green dollar sign in the upper left-hand corner, and uh, you can sponsor away. You can choose any topic. And you don't get to choose the tangents. Those sort of the tangents sort of choose us, you know. Mm. Like that whole thing could yeah. not have planned that out. But may the odds be forever in your favor. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Uh, like I guess in I guess in Hunger Games, everybody is the house. Is that how that works? Yeah. <laughs> like no. Everybody is playing craps, and, and they are the house. But the house always wins. That's because the odds not are everybody wins. No. I'm saying if you were the house, <laughs> then you would win. Yeah. Okay. Except for Ocean's Thirteen. The house did lose then. <laughs> but they and tried really hard to take down the house. Also oh, in, in that book, Bringing Down the House. <laughs> and in that movie, Bringing Down the House with Queen Latifah. Oh, in White House Down, that movie where the White House got blown up. <laughs> the house does not always win, guys. <laughs> I, yeah. I had never thought of that. See, you don't choose the, you choose the topic, we choose the tangent. All right, readdashweep.com, click on Sponsor button now.
Let me introduce you to your panel. I'm Alex Falcone. I'm, I'm the host of this program. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Also joining us today, he's at Ezra Fox on Twitter in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. TikTok, Alex. I'd be more explicit, but we need to have like five more people die before you figure it out. <laughs> but that would save too many lives. <laughs> uh, also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Brooklyn, New York, it's Chris Smith. Alex, Alex, at the banquet, they have ocean creatures drizzled in sauce. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Oh, that sounds like a gross dinner. Oh, man. I, like, just a just a mermaid laying there with hollandaise on her face. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Alex, we need, to, we need to get you some more sea creatures so you can be less angry about them. Yeah, that's and true. And more sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so food is so dry. A bechamel or something? I'd take yeah, that. get some bechamel for you. Why you not? You know what I'm really into? A brown butter and sage. I'd put that on something. What about a John mm. bechamel? Mm. <laughs> Great hair on that guy. <laughs> on that sauce. Uh, also joining us today uh, from Queens, New York, it's Lisa. I really like... Um, no, I don't like anything. I have to pretend that uh. I love someone that I may love, and it's really hard, and love triangles are really exhausting. Yeah, it's weird, because there's a love triangle where all of the arrows are pointing at you and none are pointing back. And <laughs> I like, really like me. One of the corners of this triangle is incapable of love. It's awkward. I know. But if she's really tired, that's what I love. That, like, all, all of these, like, young people love her, and she's just like, I want to nap. Do, do you think it's ever, like, we're in a triangle, just like, man, you know, that right angle? Kind of a dick, right? <laughs> well, a, a right angle does make the triangle a lot harder, yeah. Mm. It does makes the other two do way, way more work, you know? Yeah, they have right? to be acute the whole time. Yeah. And it's tough to be acute all the time. Can't ever let it hang out and be obtuse, right? Yeah, you would not. <laughs> Isosceles? Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Scaling. Rhombus. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Ge- nope. Geometry. <laughs> Chris, uh, you're our resident summarizer for your freakish recall and your dulcet tones. Today, yes, today, I would like you to summarize in the style of Hamish on a train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of like boy. Hamish because he's drunk all the time, but secretly a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but uh, you got to know the territory, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different train movie. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh... Hunger Games 2. Hunger... Back in the last movie slash book, uh, Katniss Everdeen, a girl from District 12, which is coal country, uh, had to (laughs) compete in uh, the Hunger Games, which are yearly gladiatorial combat between kids uh, to symbolize the government's oppression over the different regions of the country. Uh, And she wound up winning by combining forces with the other guy from her district. Uh, His name's PETA. And they professed to be in love with one another and said, we'll kill ourselves, both of us, and no one will win the Hunger Games after everybody else had died if you don't make us both the winners. So the government uh, is real mad at Katniss and real (laughs) mad at PETA, but makes them win. Uh, So cut to a year later. Uh, It's, uh, you know, PETA and Katniss have been victors this whole time. So they, their family is set for life. They have an income. They have nice houses. They hang out with the only other victor uh, from their district, who is uh, Haymitch, who's just this drunk who won a long time ago, who, you know, still has nightmares or whatever. 
And, uh, yeah, basically the first half of this book is the government being real mad at Katniss because Katniss has become a symbol for defying the government's plan. The government's plan was just to have one person win in Kitty Bloodsport, and her plan was to have two people win in Kitty Bloodsport. And for some reason, <laughs> the, the this government's is a like, big you, deal. You have, you have violated the honorable rules of Kitty Bloodsport. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it's that big a deal, but uh, apparently if the, if people were to stop competing in the Hunger Games, it'd be a big deal to the government, because apparently watching Kitty Bloodsport as a mandatory television viewing event every year really crushes people's spirits. I don't know why. America's yeah. kids got killing. Oh. Yeah. Kids slay the darndest things. Oh, no. Oh, you guys, I don't even want to play. Those were both so good. I just want you to win. So, big deal coming up uh, is, well, first, Katniss still has to pretend to be in love with Peeta, because otherwise, everyone would know she was lying, because really, she's in love with this other guy, Gail, back home. Gail's a boy's name in this book. And um, (laughs) so, she likes both of these guys. It's kind of, she can't decide which one she likes more, um, and they both really, really like her. Um, mm-hmm. So she's trying to convince everybody she's really in love with Peta, and that they're in love, they're going to get married, all this stuff. But really, the plot starts accelerating when the next Hunger Games is announced, and instead of in the final kids, third, yeah, yeah, <laughs> final third, God, uh, instead of the uh, the the next Hunger Hunger Games just being like a normal year where the winners from that district would just mentor the kids who are about to die, uh, they're going to do a 75th anniversary special edition release where they just have all the living victors be picked from to be the contenders. So it's all these people who are a little older and have already killed before. Well, and she's shocked because apparently she's never seen any reality shows ever. Yeah, All-Stars. Right. This, is the, this is the Hunger Games All-Stars. Yeah, and she's yeah. shocked that there's a best of later on. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> so there's this whole big thing because like the whole time there are all these political things where in all these different districts, which are like you know regions of the country, there are like little uprisings that the totalitarian government is trying to quell. And Katniss, in her teeny tiny act of defiance, has become this symbol of the resistance. So when she's touring around, being part of the games, just doing her little victory tour, um, you know, she starts maybe accidentally, maybe not so accidentally, <laughs> leading a revolution. <laughs> Yeah, so the government's real pissed. Casual revolution. The revolution followed me home. Can I keep it? (laughs) Yeah, she's not doing the heavy lifting. Let's put it that way. No. Um, And so when the Hunger Games start, it's this big deal because, uh, you know, only one of these people is going to survive. And, uh, you know, all these people represent a lot of things to these districts. Well, it turns out that Hamish and a bunch of his friends have a plot to try and disrupt these Hunger Games. Yeah, but she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She doesn't know. We like, don't know that either. Basically, until, yeah. there's this small group of ragtag, because the way Hunger Games work usually is you get a little group together, and you go kill all the other groups, and then only when everybody else is dead does your group turn on it each other. Yeah, I don't so really know what the plan is with that. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know it, how that's supposed to work where they're all, they all like, well, well, all right, now it, now we kill now now we kill each other. Yeah, well, no, s- we... step one, kill everyone else. Step two, question mark. Step three, win. Profit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um so her little group apparently is the revolutionary group and so everybody but her knows that they're gonna try to blow up the force field surrounding the arena and get rescued by dun 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 district 13 yeah um 
District 13. Everyone like thought the there was no District 13. They thought it just it got right blown to up to 14 smithereens. It's unlucky. Yeah, like yeah. like a hotel. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. Yeah, but it turns out there is a floor 13, and there is a District 13, <laughs> and it's the not just full cleaning supplies. No. <laughs> um, and so by the end of this, PETA got captured by the government, uh, so they have to go rescue him next book. But uh, she's with or not, uh, some right? other people. What? Or, or not. not right? We're just, just leaving. No, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, uh, apparently yeah, he's really games. good with words for a baker. Yeah, he's like charismatic in a way that yeah. she isn't. She's just good at shooting a bow. Yeah, as evidenced by the fact that she spent this entire book not knowing what was going on and then passed out during the climax. She like shot a, a bow. Dude. She shot a bow. Well, yeah. she shot a dude in the temple and she, killed him yeah. instantly. She did she shoot one guy. She broke down the... She broke down the floor field. That was her. Yeah. Oh. Alex, what did you do this book? Huh? Wait, except Seriously. they already had a plan to blow up the force field that exact same way. Yeah, but they... Without no. her. They manipulated her into doing it. That's not the same thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look, I thought earlier she was, like, the cool Look, hero for one of I think books. she sucks, but <laughs> give her some credit. No, I felt like she... Before they made her, like, the cool hero, this is the first book where we had a hero that was not passed out through the climax of the book, and then ba-doom, ba-doom, <laughs> Was actually, like, out. present and causing things to happen. Yeah. 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 This well, one this she's... is the angst version. This is the, oh, yeah. I hate my life. They went back to the Twilight model. <laughs> I do like the or idea of a different book in the second word. It's just like, she killed a bunch of people and is totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah. Like, has no repercussions. I think that's a much more fun book. Yeah. Uh, bye bye, PTSD. <laughs> PTSD. Uh, never mind. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And that's a book cliffhanger. It is. What's going to happen? Yeah. yeah. What's gonna, what, oh, wait, what wait, also, happen? what happened to her home? Right? Oh, yeah. Did we say, like, District 12 bombed to shit. Doesn't exist anymore. Do we say that already? No. Well, is, that, is that what happened? Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. No District 12. 12, bomb to shit, doesn't exist. It's now like District 13, except District 13 is Yeah, here. District nothing. Oh, so wait, District 12 <laughs> no, was, I didn't bo- catch that was part, bombed actually. into perfect rebellion and the government's leaving them alone, like District 13? <laughs> no. That seems nice. But her, but her family escapes. That's what Gail says at the end. They're right. like, PETA might be dead, but your family escaped and your home is exploded. Yeah. 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 What if all of this happened and then Prim like joined the Capitol? Basically, this whole series is her like trying to keep Prim alive, and then Prim was like, "Actually, you know what? Prim's her little stability sister. She's in government innocent. is really important." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been on Snow's side the yeah. entire time. That'd be, some, that'd be an awkward Thanksgiving, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> it would be. All right. Well, let's do a let's do a compliment sandwich. Let's start and end with a compliment. It's how we seem like fair and legitimate criticism to the untrained ear. Lisa, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in today's compliment opening. Which do you prefer? Last. All right. Uh, Chris, you're not first very often. Why don't you be first? Oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to compliment the one scene that I did like in this book, mm-hmm. um, which is the obvious, uh, and I'm going to overlook the racial coding, but the uh, <laughs> District 11 scene where she's touring around and uh, this one old guy like starts this like whistle and they all like salute her. And uh, it's, it's very touching. Yeah. You, you know, that all these like really... Like poor old people are immediately murdered in like a really seemingly harsh, oppressive environment. Uh, would like you know put themselves on the line for it, and don't old you dude think does she... get shot in the head. Yeah, yeah. it's true, yeah. but that sucked too. And, you, and it was a it was a nice tribute as well to uh, the the people from that district in the last book. 
who uh-huh. helped her out, and she seemed very grateful. And uh, it was it was nice. It was a nice scene. It was touching. I like thinking that Suzanne Collins thought a long time on what kind of gesture she was going to do because having a big mass of people doing any sort of gesture looks like fascism. Um, <laughs> so like, but the fact that they like kissing on anybody. Yeah, but like the <laughs> fact that they kissed their fingers and then put it up is like a little less Heil Hitler. So I thought that was right. you know pretty sleek. You know, yeah, she, actually, I could just imagine her going, should I have them, like, use their toes? Like, because anything else looks yeah, it was pretty like Hitler-esque. Group, group Macarena, guys? Right? <laughs> Jump, yeah. Jumping jacks. Or is the Black Power salute? Right? Yeah. I, they yeah. actually showed this in the in the trailer that I've seen for the movie. Yeah. It, everybody yeah. kissing their fingers and saluting her, and it looked hella fascist, so. I thought they were all hailing cats. No, cabs. I thought it was movement. <laughs> It's moving. Well, this party sucks. Everybody, can I? Everyone in a cab. I'm going uptown. You going uptown? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone want to share a cab? <laughs> All right. Uh, Ezra, why don't you be second? What's your minor compliment? Um, so I think it's kind of a similar situation with Ender's Game where it's like, what we want out of Ender's Game is like space laser tag. What we want out of this is, you know, uh, Kitty Battle Dome. Uh, mm-hmm. And we just like, we just want kids killing kids. And that part she absolutely does nail. Like, when it's kids yeah. killing kids, it's great. Oh, yeah. She's way better at writing about kids fighting to the death than writing reasons why kids have to fight to the death. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. That's um, sort of her weakness is the everything getting there. So or I mean, kids I just think, being. She sucks yeah. at just regular children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it took us a while to get to, you know, you know the killing. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it was kind of a slow burn before then. But, yeah, when it gets back to killing, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a good twist. You know, like, I like it that it seems like a legitimate reason why, you know, Katniss would have to be killing again. Um, I've... I can get behind it. Uh, well, just, yeah, I mean, all of Lisa, this stuff. Do you share this perspective? Because, uh, you know, I was talking with Tanya, who's, who's read the book about this, <laughs> and she was saying, no, 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 actually, the other parts are good. You're just a boy, and you like action. What? No, no, no. The other parts are really, really, really stupid. No. I, I was ready to not like the action. But, see, I think her logic is flawed. Like, I can, I, maybe I like the action because I'm a boy, but I hate the other part because I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, I'm a girl, and man, is Katniss annoying in this book. Ugh. Like, it's painful how Ugh. annoying she is. Like, Super I can't, annoying. I can't stand her, her inner thoughts. I just don't want to hear them. Super annoying, and and really, all of this, like, it makes no sense. Like, the reasoning between why the government needs an all stars issue is really dumb. Uh, <laughs> but then, but you like, yeah, it makes sense that there would be one, and then they all go kill each other. Sure, it's obvious. And yeah. But and why not inside a giant watch? All of well, that political <laughs> stuff, yeah, it's really. It's silly. just because Suzanne Collins is like Katniss is only interesting when she has a bow and arrow. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I thought I thought it was compelling when they were shooting. I mean, the watch was pretty dumb too. All right, let's stay with compliments. Um, <laughs> let's start, let's keep it complimentary. I'm gonna go. Mike, I'm gonna go next. My compliment is this: I like that poor people are magic. <laughs> what? Wait. What? I didn't. What? I didn't realize until I read this book that poor people are super magic. Uh, like you can cure anything with snow. She, oh yeah. She can make salve just by thinking about it really hard. They <laughs> they can bake in really difficult circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they their hunting is really really good. Uh, it turns out that just being poor makes you good at everything else, and that's what the capital is constantly overlooking in this book: is that poor people are magic. <laughs> And yeah, that's, how can yeah. anybody rebel when they're so poor? But it turns out mm. because they're magic. They underestimated the magicness of poverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. There's a uh, a thing that happens in some some books like this where they'll just they, there's a glorification of poverty. Like yeah, but the hard times really make you learn how to use herbs or something. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. And it doesn't work as well as that fancy pant medicine. Yeah, but, but almost. Uh, but you'll survive. Yeah, you won't have a leg or an ear, but you'll survive. Yeah. <laughs> 
And you'll um, have better teeth because you won't be vomiting dinner. Mm. Yeah, the movie is less realistic when, like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence still looks like, you know, Jennifer Lawrence uh, when she goes in instead of, like, you know, having one leg or something, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, scurvy. <laughs> Crippling scurvy. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Lisa, what's your major compliment? Um, okay, well, I like that she keeps trying to have all these nods towards how grotesque reality TV is. Yeah. And I have this image of her, like, getting drunk and watching TLC. Like, <laughs> images. Because there's this ridiculous part where they're doing Say Yes to the Dress. Right. Because she's going to marry PETA. Like, and, and so they're, like, going through the, her trying on all the wedding dresses. And I'm like, I just, I just have this image of Suzanne Collins getting, like, Drunk and throwing beer bottles at the like TLC, going, This is stupid. Wait a, <laughs> wait a sec. How could she not know she was pregnant? I don't get it. <laughs> bullshit. It's bullshit. You would feel it yeah. if you were pregnant. <laughs> I like that idea too. I also just like any person who's never watched TLC getting drunk and being forced to watch TLC for the day. <laughs> what? Man, I don't, that's a dystopia I don't want to be in. <laughs> It would just be so surprising. <laughs> I don't get it. Why are these two real estate agents fighting? I don't get wait, it. Wait, wait. No, you just need to have a garage sale, honey. No. <laughs> wait, what if they open the garage and it's got a body in it? <laughs> I don't get it. Wait, are we hoarding yeah. bodies in the garage? Body hoarders? That was more... Uh, body hoarders yeah, next body hoarders. on TLC. <laughs> Now, it'll you have this body. Oh, it'll I need this happen. body. <laughs> All right, we're going to open up a series of coffins. You can bid up to $500. <laughs> Don't give them ideas, Alex. Yeah, that's- Jesus. <laughs> All right, awesome. So let's uh, let's now do our hates. Let's get to the thing that I think we all want to get out. Uh, let's play the hater games, you guys. Let's do it. Mm. I may have used that one last time, but it's good, so I'm keeping it. <laughs> the, hunger, uh, the hater games catching hate. Yeah, this is, well, this, or, or are we hating I, fire? I was thinking this there was is like not a lot of fire here. Is hate there? star edition, but yeah, mm. yeah, not a lot of fire. I guess that was a metaphor. Anyway, uh, in any order, the, what's up? The, ho- the, the district twelve burned to the ground twice. Oh, that's true. The, yeah. First the hop burned to the ground, and then the ashes burned to the ground. Catching fire bombs. <laughs> I got one. Yeah. I got one. <laughs> uh, all right. In any order, what's something you did not like about Hunger Games Part 2? Well, I'm just over people trying to sacrifice themselves. I just right. feel like every dystopian thing is about like how bravery means you're going to kill yourself. I yeah. just think that's a bad message. It's a horrible message because it's like Pete is trying to kill himself for Katniss and that's the only way to show you love someone and then Katniss is trying to kill herself for – it's just – Does Jared – does like – can they not go to Jared's in this uh, (laughs) dystopian future? Seriously. (laughs) Boys and I got them at Jared. Yeah, and speaking of, like, you know, if that seems stupid, I just think – and we've already touched this on this a little bit, but Katniss seems a lot dumber this time. Um, like she was yeah. so smart and so sensible and now she says things like I thought I was an expert on hunger but this was a different type of hunger entirely <laughs> oh, God. and some boys kissing her like, actually I kind of like the idea of the sitcom version like but this is ridiculous yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought I knew something about hunger but god we have too many roles damn yeah. so many roles all the time yeah that's true she was pretty little there was very little hunger in this book for her 
They were just mm-hmm. always getting covered in yeah, walls from the sky. they were always getting food. <laughs> yeah. Which I initially thought, like, okay, the sponsorship gifts. So, basically, when you're in the Hunger Games, people on the outside can pool money together or very rich people can, like, drop little items you might need for you. Yeah. Um, and in the first book, it was like, well, you, like, you know, it cost millions and millions of dollars, but we got you, like, some anti-bug cream yeah. or something like that. And, like, now it's called The Hunger Games, but every day they're getting different, like, um, like 24-odd rolls yeah. just, like, come <laughs> drop down in a little parachute. That's because Finnick like- is rich. Yeah, well, he's a gold digger. There could be. Yeah, I've seen a gold digger, but <laughs> he's got a lot of it rolls. Was also part of the plan, right? Because it was all code for when their little revolution. I know, but he's she didn't a know that. Digger, interestingly enough. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so he's a clam digger, but he's got a lot of clams. <laughs> I, I mean, the, I love that. I love the way the sponsorships work. Actually, and I wish this was true in other shows. I wish you could on on Survivor. I wish you could just pay a lot of money and have a perfect little silver parachute with rolls on it fall under the... I don't know. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, wait, okay. I, I'll, I'll allow this, but I, you can only send rolls no matter what the show is. I also like the amazing Finnick- race. I don't yeah. know why these rolls would help me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having passport issues in Nigeria and I can't go home, but thanks Try for the Try driving them everybody. with a roll. Yeah. Well, they didn't yeah, even get that excited about it. Like, that no. was what was so funny. It was just, like, more bread falling yeah, from the like, sky. Yeah, they were like, Jesus Christ, could you give us something like, oh, rolls? Nothing but carbs? Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Finnick, like, keeps, like, rearranging them. Like, he has some sort of OCD problem that he's yeah. just, like, making them into weird piles. <laughs> and Katniss is like, what's that about? And then it had nothing to do with anything. So I was like, thanks for that tangent. Yeah. 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 Okay, but, like, so in Katniss's little, like, roving death squad band inside <laughs> the thing, it's, it's her and Peta. Um, who who is you know the other guy from her district? Um, there's Finnick, who is, who won a few years back when he was really young, but is like really pretty and like basically uses his fame to get a lot of tail and money. Yeah, and never <laughs> sat through the official Victor's Guide to Sexual Harassment. <laughs> no, yeah. he never watched that video, and so he's kind no, of a, kind no. of a jerk. He's, he's yeah. And then there's uh, what's her name, Joanna. Yeah. Um, the, like who just keeps girl, getting naked? Yeah, <laughs> she, in the training, she just always like got. All the way naked yeah, and oiled up and wanted to wrestle. I wonder if that part is. <laughs> I wonder weird. if that's part of the movie. Oh, yeah. it's gotta be. Oh, um, I bet they show everything too. <laughs> uh, and then, and then there's these two little little nerd characters who are kind of cute. Uh, click and clack. I mean, tick and talk. Bolts. I mean, yeah. uh, nuts and bolts. <laughs> nuts and bolts. And, um, nuts and bolts. Volts. Volts. That's right. Oh, yeah. and there was also uh, Mags, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, an old lady, and she died real quick because she was eighty. She made yeah. some. Fish she was so kick ass, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah because for an 80-year-old, yeah. yeah. Because in the Hunger Games, everybody has only one skill, and it's based <laughs> on the district you live in. So she can make fish hooks out of anything is her yeah, magic but, p- poor person yeah. power because she lived in the fishing district. But she says, Well, and the guy from our district can is make it out of with a earring. trident because he's a mermaid, apparently. Yeah, so everyone has... This is one of my favorite things about the Hunger Games is that everyone has their one superpower from their district. Uh, <laughs> Or from their job, like Peta was really, really good in the first book at camouflage because he was a cake decorator, so he could cake decorate his face and then blend in. Uh, everybody's just got their like, sec- and so like, yeah. So the old lady is like, "This is the biggest stretch ever." That's you a, can give a- me yogurt, and I'd make a fish hook out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that bo- bo- bothered me because she said she could say uh, she'll make anything out of. A fish hook, even an earring. And I was like, I could make a fish hook yeah. out of an earring. Yeah, it yeah, is a fish hook. That's basically <laughs> yeah. shapes. Yeah. That's, that's a good It's just like, right you're there. dumbass, Katniss. <laughs> Easily even, impressed. Even a non fish hook shaped earring. Yeah, even a, even a hoop earring. <laughs> she could make a fish hook out of anything. Even a, 
a very small grappling hook or yeah. <laughs> a bigger fish hook or <laughs> or a paper clip with a worm on it. <laughs> uh, so here, I mean, obviously, my biggest problem with this is the same that I had at the end of the last one, but it's gotten worse in this book, which is that this whole Hunger Games thing doesn't make any goddamn sense. And I, I feel like a drunk woman watching Bravo at the, or at, watching TLC at this point. Like, I don't. Wait, why do why do you have to be a woman? Well, that was just yeah. in, the, in the bit we were doing earlier. Anyone can enjoy watching uh, TLC drunk, Alex. Okay. That's... I feel like a drunk person watching TLC for the first time. Like, I, I don't. I don't get it. Why does the government think the only way to control a population is to kidnap their tilt children and make them kill each other on television? What is the long game with that? How is that supposed to keep people quiet? I'm, I mean, I will actually add in a hate on there because, like, here's the thing. If you want a reality TV star to go away, don't put that star back on yeah, TV. Don't give him more I TV. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the worst idea. If they'd put Katniss on Dancing with the Stars, then no one would have ever heard of her again. That would have been the key. Burn. But, uh, no, I mean, that's still got, you know, tens of millions of watchers. I, mean, okay. I think really. Hollywood Squares. And okay, yeah, gone good, forever. Yeah. <laughs> that is the black hole. Okay. Yeah. Whoopi yeah. Goldberg's on the view, though, guys. I mean, she's really good. She got out. Yeah, she got out. I. It doesn't and. make. Okay, and then also, if you're if you have this brilliant system for holding the people in check by having, uh, having them watch murder TV of their children, uh, and then all it takes is for two of the characters on that show to love each other, and the whole country goes into open rebellion. <laughs> you had a lot of other problems. Yeah, this was that was a, just below the surface. Yeah, yeah, this was a tenuous grasp you had on on sanity here. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make okay. Also, 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 uh, there are cameras in the Forbidden Forest everywhere. They just exist. Yeah. They're all beaming to some central television point, but no one can see them. They can do that. They have hovercrafts. They have force fields, but with yep. super obvious weak points, but still force fields. Uh, w- there's still humans mining coal and picking fruit. Yeah. What is the coal being used for on this planet? Um, Subjugation oh, wait, they had of some the coal trains, miners? Though, right? They had trains. Yeah. Yeah, and presumably yeah, but you don't think they switched to like power. microwave energy or something. Well, yeah, it's, you know. Well, using your own logic, it's poor coal, so therefore it's magic. Oh, it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty sound. Lisa. Well, it's a pretty sound. Point. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm assuming that the hovercraft was not steam powered, though. I'm guessing there was it's not. It's magic powered. It was magic powered. <laughs> they well, have wait, force clearly. Yeah, or just like maybe the maybe the government runs on like logical inconsistencies and like dissent. <laughs> That's what. That's the real descent and logical inconsistencies are the real exports oh, of man. District Twelve. Yeah. The train slowing yeah. ground down. Throw some more logical inconsistencies on the fire. <laughs> we need to build up hey, pressure. Man. Uh, can we go back to how stupid Katniss is? Because yeah. <laughs> let's go. Because there. during this stupid second, you know, Hunger Games Part Two, because it's the same book, whatever. But the point is, she doesn't get that people are saving her so that there's something up. And she keeps thinking that Fennec's trying to kill her, which is ridiculous because yeah. he's well, saved Peta yeah, he like doesn't kill anybody. He just sexually harasses, harasses people. That's a totally different guy. Well, well no, she I never mean, catches like they on. They are in an environment where you know the premise is you're going to have to try to kill everybody because everybody's trying to kill you. Yeah, but he resurrects Peta twice, <laughs> and, then they, and then and then she's like. I don't trust him. He's trying to kill Peta. I'm like, what? It makes you think that there's nothing. I do like there's... the idea of how like how mistrustful <laughs> she is. It's just like, okay, 
Saved him twice, but the third time he's definitely going to kill Peter. <laughs> he just did it so that he could kill him himself later. <laughs> this guy is here for the long con. Oh man, she's a dumbass child. I, I mean, again, I think this is not her fault. I think it's really just more of a commentary on the problems of reality TV and fame generally. Like, if you get rich and get like you know, people to love you for no reason, your brain just melts. Right, because they will stop loving you for no reason, and so you're yeah, exactly worried just, about that. The world is untrustworthy generally. No, but Lisa, uh, you know, I agree because, like, you know, uh, Phoenix putting out a lot of effort re- resurrecting Peta. CPR is exhausting, right? And, yeah, and works almost zero percent of the time, and 8%. is much more likely to well, break your he has chest. person magic so. and give you right. PTSD <laughs> for killing someone, right? Yeah, we, like yeah, she, he, he, Peta survived that, but with like six broken ribs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's magic Crack sternum yeah and yeah. also the whole time finnick was like stroking his face <laughs> yeah. i might be thinking of a different um, person yeah. <laughs> i fell into a burning ring of fire i went down 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 and the flames went higher and it burns burns burn the ring of fire the ring of fire this ad was neither required nor approved by read-weep.com slash audible. Audible. We have many different audiobooks. Emphasis on different. Meanwhile, in the office of Brett McPublisher, head of Scholastic Press. Come in, Suzanne. Congratulations on your impending movie. Thanks, Brett. You said in your email you had some new book ideas you'd like to pitch. Well, we're all very excited. Your original trilogy was a huge success. Okay. I thought about this a lot, and people love the Hunger Games, right? Oh, they do. They really do. But will they still be able to handle the hungrier games? I'm listening. A bunch of kids have to fight to the death because <coughs> the government and <coughs> something. So, like your first series. Just like that. Huh. Now, Suzanne, we loved the Hunger Games. We really did. But I think maybe you need to uh, expand a bit. So you don't even want to hear what happens in the hungriest games? Uh, pretty sure I can guess. It's a sharp departure from my p- previous work. In this series, kids are forced to murder each other outside of the arena. Why is that? Because of the government. They're evil and stuff. Okay. Don't worry. If you don't like those, I have lots of other ideas. Death Arena Jr., that's a good one. That sounds a lot like, uh... Murder Island. Okay, Suzanne, I just think How that... about Kid Slaughter Archipelago? Kitty Bloodsport? I have one that's just called Die, Die, Die. What do you want from me? Can I please just write Hunger Games again, please? I'm sorry, Suzanne. I'm afraid you have what we call in the business first good idea disease. You have one good idea... In this case, uh, children killing each other. And now your brain won't let other ideas in because they'll never live up to the first one. It's happened to a lot of writers. Think uh, Final Destination, Paranormal Activity, and uh, the Hardy Boys. Well, it's so hard. How can you top kid murder? Uh, you can't. But what you can do is go to read-weep.com audible and get a free audiobook from audible.com. You can browse around the site for hours and see all the different books people have written. People write different books? It's weird, right? But they do. Seeing all those different books will help you break out of your rut, and you'll support my favorite podcast, Read It and Weep, even if you cancel your free trial membership before it charges you anything. Give it a try. Are you sure you don't want to read a treatment of Death Arena Jr.? I'm pretty sure I already have. Go to read-weep.com slash audible and be blown away by how many different books have been written. Then get one of your choice for free and support this show. It's easier than getting out of a first good idea rut.
Uh, Alex, didn't you already write the same idea already? Oh, yeah, that's a good point, but uh, shut up. All right, so for our next segment, you guys, we have a very special guest. So I'm calling this segment, we should have a name for it because we've done it a couple times now, but let's we're going to call the segment Let's Eat with Gabby Moskowitz. Uh, Gabby is the author of Broke Ass Gourmet, and her new book is Pizza Dough, 100 Delicious Unexpected Recipes. She's also the author of a surprisingly popular recipe for pumpkin spice lattes. Uh, please welcome back Whoa. Gabby Moskowitz. Hello. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming back, uh, and congrat- congratulations on the HuffPo heat that you got for your pumpkin spice recipe. Thank you very much. It was, uh, I didn't know so many people had so many feelings about pumpkin spice. So lattes. many feelings! <laughs> there are a lot of feelings. I agree with the people who said that whisking anything seems like too much work for a beverage, but <laughs> it's just me. Like when you can yeah. pay someone, you can just pay someone a dollar twenty-five for them to do the whisking for you. Yeah, if the queen you think is it's a dollar twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Where true. do you get anything for a dollar twenty-five? That's probably Starbucks, true. Starbucks doesn't even have like water for a dollar twenty-five. It's probably That's true. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, still, I mean, I think the I don't. I'm not a fan of the pumpkin spice latte, but I'm. Also, uh, not a fan of doing work myself, but that's a different story for your for your fans. You have a you have an active fan base. Alex, I'll whisk for you for fifty cents. See, that's where you find it. Ezra will do it. <laughs> Cheap and Ezra you, labor. And you get to watch Ezra whisk a lot. Here, so. You do <laughs> that actually to watch. That's two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's extra. That's yeah. how he Normally, gets, yeah. he goes into a into a room with blackout curtains on the windows. I'll be like, I'll I'll be back. Yeah. All right, so Gabby, well, we brought you here, like we did with the last Hunger Games book. We want to talk to you. Uh, we're going to ask you some food and cooking-related questions from inside the arena and the, anything about the world of Hunger Games. So uh, as, as you all start, you guys, so uh, as we briefly discussed a minute ago, uh, in the arena, when these kids are battling each other to the death, and some old people, um, they get roles from their, their friends back home. They get a series of roles like dinner rolls, sometimes with uh, seaweed in them, sometimes not. But those rolls are a code for what time the revolution is happening. And I want to know, if you were going to make a revolutionary code out of food, what would you use? Because I think rolls are probably not the most interesting. How would you pass secret messages in food? Well, um, you know, I would probably make it out of pizza dough, first of all. <laughs> all right, so Staying on brand, I like it. And uninspected. Um, you know, the great thing about, about pizza dough is you can, of course, buy it at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods, but you can also make it yourself. And that's, Or you, you know, can pay Ezra to make it for you. <laughs> but don't watch. Don't watch. It's expensive. Don't watch. Um, but what I would do probably is I'd take that... I'd take that um, that pizza dough and I'd roll it out into like an 11 inch by seven inch rectangle. And then I'd spread, I'd spread butter on it and then put cinnamon and sugar. And then I take messages about Uh. the revolution and lay them flat on top of the sugar. And then I'd roll it up in a pinwheel and slice it like cinnamon rolls and and then bake it and then uh, give it to the people who need to get the message. And then it's like that. What's that? There's a cipher machine where you like turn the letters to get to a, a like to line up the code, and you could totally yeah. do that with cinnamon rolls. It's oh, very clever. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and you get a hot, delicious breakfast treat out of it. Yes, yeah, so as long as you don't mind eating <laughs> the messages in the middle. 
I don't, right? Because it's like destroy this message after, like you know, after yeah. you read it, and like no Ezra's problem. Just like, oh, there was a code. <laughs> right, you have to send me two. That's what I taste. <laughs> Please send me another letter about the revolution. I'm doomed eating cinnamon rolls. <laughs> the last one was delicious. Thank you. Uh, I I have another. This is kind of a disgusting question, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, one of the main the main character in this book at one point uh, vomits uh, a meal of oysters that she's just eaten. Yeah. And I've been around uh, seafood vomit, and it's the most foul-smelling thing in the world. And I was just wondering, what would be the nicest food to throw up? <coughs> Vanilla pudding. Sorry. Mm. Well, that's not bad, actually. Um, yeah, I think anything with bananas is probably going to be okay. <laughs> how, 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 how about pizza dough? Is that, that a good option also? You know, it's, uh, it's smooth. It has a lot of potassium. <laughs> <laughs> this is a terrible question, and you're doing a very good job of it. I can get behind it. So, Gabby, uh, I have a question for you, Please. and this is one of those Hunger Games survival choices. Okay. Is So, you're on the beach, and there's abundant shellfish. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you are a contestant in the Hunger Games, and you have one arrow left in your bow and arrow. What's going to go better with your meal of fresh-caught oysters and seaweed? Is it a tree rat that you can shoot from a tree, <laughs> and then you lose your arrow? Mm-hmm. Or... Do you take a bunch of ground chestnuts and roast them on an electric force field? <laughs> What's going to pair well, better? Alternatively, or nuts? a killer monkey. Oh, yeah, there. or a monkey. Or a monkey. You, or you, you can, can have a jabberjay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I would probably go the route of the, um, of the chestnuts, and I'd, I'd maybe roast them to, to uh, really bring out their, their oils and their flavor and grind them into, like, a chestnut butter. That would be really oh, nice. Oh, nut butter. Then, I might even, um, you know, I might even do what I, do what I could to uh, maybe some of my tears um, for for sodium, like combine those to make <laughs> to make sort of. You do have salt water right there. Like, too. Or, <laughs> well, I but there's no closer face water. A riff, a riff, a riff on, uh, you know, depending on how sad I am, a riff on like a like a Thai peanut sauce. Um, mm. that, that might be good, um, but you know if. If I am going to kill something, I would probably go with the tree rat because those are going to be fattier than the monkeys. And yeah. I'd take some of that tree rat belly and I'd sear it off <laughs> like, um, like, like oh, pork tiny, belly. Tiny, tiny tree rat belly. <laughs> uh-huh. And then, you know, nothing goes better with shellfish than pork. And, you know, uh, I think cook it in a little bit of uh, bacon, tree rat bacon fat. That would be <laughs> It's Wait, could you put genius. the Thai sauce on the, any of the proteins that you make? Because technically, you have one arrow, and you can still use the force field. So that oh, yeah, you could, you have, you could dress. Nut butter. Yeah, does nut butter go on any good meat? Yeah, I mean, it would. It goes great with seafood. You can. Uh, are there any coconuts on this beach? Y- yes, but they're poison. Oh, okay. Well, so it's a trade-off. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no. It might be a good way to go. Classic African peanut soup. So I might, um, and that often has uh, shellfish in it. Um, so I uh. might go, I might go in that direction and do like a chestnut soup uh, with seawater, nice salty chestnut soup, and then add um, add the shellfish to that. Uh, I think it's probably about all the time we have. Do you guys have any other questions you you want to get in last last second questions? Um, I mean, I guess if you're planning, say, like a reunion. With, you know, like like a reunion type thing where you haven't seen people for a long time, and um, you know you're gonna have to kill most of those people. What would you serve for like the last meal? If I'm gonna have to, ki- 
if I'm gonna have to kill them all? Yeah, so it's yeah. sort of like, okay, old friends, you haven't seen them for a long time, you're gonna have to kill pretty much all of them. Soon. But not Soon. right away. Not right away. Well... Also, it I... might be raining blood. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Well, so I would say, uh, you know, one of my one of my most popular recipes is in my first book. We may have talked about it before. It's a brown butter pumpkin mac and cheese, mm-hmm. and it's, um, mm-hmm. it's like a cheese sauce that's made with brown butter and then uh, pumpkin, obviously. Was- I'd probably make a huge batch of that because I would want all of these people to know that I love them when they die. Um, and also feel a little heavy and not able to run very yeah, fast. Yeah. I, would, I would want, exactly, I would just want them carbo to, load them. You know, just, yeah, exactly. Carbo load. Um, pumpkin uh, is actually pretty good for you. So, you hmm. know, it's easy to digest. So, you know, they'll, uh, they'll be able to, I don't know, weigh less in their coffins. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> it's, um, a for it's, effort on that one. I, uh, I, <laughs> Uh, I think I'd go with the pumpkin mac and cheese and, you know, some sort of uh, yummy dessert. I'm not sure. Maybe, um, maybe, uh, you know what I have uh, in my new book? I have sopapillas made from, oh, from, from pizza, pizza dough. dough. But yeah. in, my, in mine, uh, they're just fried pieces of dough with honey and powdered sugar, and they're, they're fantastic. So I think that, um, you know, if I'm going to have to kill these people, they're... This, this would be a, a good way for them to go, and then uh, it'll keep them from being able to run too quickly. I mean, I might, I might ask for the the, the dessert before I ate the the mac and cheese because it's like it's like my grandma used to say, like eat dessert first because I'm gonna murder you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just my grandma said that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were both in the Hunger Games. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, Gabby Moskowitz from Brooke S. Gourmet and author of the cookbook Pizza Dough: A Hundred Delicious Unexpected Recipes. You are uh, so welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. It was so nice to talk to us. Uh, I, someday we should have something that's food related that's not about child murder. That would be a fun <laughs> like, <laughs> bonus segment to do with you. Well, we did talk, remember, about Tim Ferriss's book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We talk did. About, that was a lot of we fun. We talked but about we... very short, <laughs> short recipes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that's true. That's uh-huh. true. No one, no one died in that book except a little piece of my heart. Yeah, right, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for joining us so much. We really enjoyed talking to you, and uh, we'll talk to you again. And we'll have a we have a we'll have a link to hunt a pizza dough. I, I like that it's just called pizza dough. That's pretty great. We'll have a link to pizza dough in our yeah. uh, uh, on our page. But you can also go to Broke Ask Gourmet to get it. I assume. That's right. Yes, you just click on the side where it says books, and uh, it'll take you right there. Perfect. Of well, course, so a much. great way to buy it, as always, would be to go to read-weep.com/slash Amazon. Yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah. Support everybody <laughs> yeah. involved. Agreed. Agreed. That would be great. All right. Now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order of the way we did at the top, uh, which means, Lisa, you're up first this time. What's your minor compliment for Catching Fire, the book? Um, I like badass old ladies, um, mm-hmm, because sure. I thought Mags was pretty great. She was toothless and you didn't understand what she was saying, but she like cackled and went off into a deadly fog to save Finnick and actually to save PETA sort of. But Basically, mm-hmm. she just offed herself so she wouldn't be dead weight. It yeah. wasn't as though she defeated the <laughs> yeah, fog. Yeah, yeah. The fog but, kept coming. But it was kind of great. <laughs> it's kind like, of like the Chris's way of doing it. Like, well, I had a good run. Yeah, ran straight <laughs> yeah. the fog. But she's like cackling. I don't know. I just... I really you do like have a definition it. of badass in like the like willing to be euthanized. 
<laughs> well, it reminded me of the woman from um, Fahrenheit 451 who just kills herself with her books. It's just kind of like she sees that she doesn't want to be part of this horrible world and just right. kills it's herself. Like, but I I'm think, out. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like for some reason, when they're Nana, older, out. it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense to like kill yourself nobly. Like the whole Peta trying to kill himself nobly pissed me off. But Mags going off into this, like I thought that was sweet yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, that was it. Was nice. I like that. Uh, my minor compliment is this: I like a I like an, a thoroughly expositional ending. I'm a big fan of that. I like an ending oh, that, that clears everything up that's been happening for the last couple hundred pages. Uh, I, mean, I like I like the action, but uh, the book is so action packed that I'm glad they didn't waste too much time explaining what was Most happening. Disingenuous compliment ever. Well, I mean, Gail is the Deus Ex Machina. You just like basically yeah. come in and be like, "Ta-da!" Everything, yeah. yeah, yeah, everything blew up, but your family's okay, and fine. now you can't be with Peta. Ta-da! Yeah. Yeah, they, they spent like five pages explaining everything that's happened for the last 300 that we missed out on because we were too busy getting an action sequence that had nothing to do with the plot. It was uh, it was very thorough, and I'm glad they didn't waste too much time not being kids killing each other. Uh, that's mine. Uh, Ezra, what's your minor compliment? Um, there's kind of an alternate reading of this um of this book, like happening in the background, uh, where it focuses on uh, unreliable cook- narrator. Well, it's on Greasy. <laughs> no, talking about Greasy Say instead, who was the um, the old woman who uh, made uh, like dog stew in the hob, oh, and like yeah. I kind of like uh, recasting this as like like Greasy Say is a hardworking chef who uh, you know was addicted to her job, but then when her whole building burns down, she <laughs> loses everything, but finds out she, there's more to life than just work. Is this like and a like, romantic comedy? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she's like she finds love, and so that's like I don't know like. It turns out that losing everything was the best thing that ever happened to her. Greasy say, Gail, in <laughs> The Hunger Games 2. I don't know, I don't know like fire. Greasy Love or something like that, maybe? Did oh. that work? I like Catching Fire still. Oh, Catching Fire? Yeah. <laughs> Grease Fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like, their love nice. is Catching Fire and also mm. her place of work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chris, that leaves you. What's your minor compliment for Catching Fire? You know, uh... I also liked glimpses into the side characters and the and the minor characters in this sure. book. Um, you know, I, I loved seeing Hamish as an improbable badass back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, where he just is real good at fighting, and for some reason, really good won. at ducking at uh, the right time. Yeah, he's real good at ducking. Um, and uh, the other one that I really liked was actually uh, more about her styling team, who totally turn out to be like decent people, even though they're like flighty and shallow and everything else. I mean, this is a world where there are vomitoriums, for Christ's sake, yeah. <laughs> where it's just like, you know, you're at a fancy party, you're full of too good food, go throw it up and then come back and eat more. But it was like, yeah, it was like but, a cack in a, in a vodka glass, in a martini glass. Like, yeah. It was really classy oh, vomiting. But these stylists are actually, they turn out to be really sweet. Yeah. And they're really upset with yeah. Katniss for her lack of brow maintenance. But they're very sweet. <laughs> Chris, and I don't know if this I really is, like I think it's a compliment. I kind of see you as one of the stylists. <laughs> yeah, you're not very smart, smart part of the establishment. Person. Well, yeah, no, just like, like you know, like uh, uh, a respect for the finer things and like, you know, with a good heart um, and like, you know, generally With a likeable. lot more depth. With a lot yeah. more depth. Yeah. Wait, the stylists have more depth. No. <laughs> you. no, no, we mean like we mean like the hair color has a lot more depth than you. That's what we're getting at. Oh, we forgot oh, to. Got it. We forgot to say, uh, Cinna, who I totally liked, uh, 
kind of like started a revolution by like you know defying the capital okay. and then maybe got beat to death yes okay everything in this book is like i'm sort of starting a revolution <laughs> my revolution is because she's wearing a wedding dress but it burns away and turns into a gray dress <laughs> well like to a bird costume on. which i in my mind was much more amusing than just a gray <laughs> dress like just they light the wedding dress on fire and it goes up in smoke and all of a sudden she's wearing like a crow head made out of like a black baseball <laughs> cap with feathers glued to it and uh yeah, she was wearing a really like just like imagine Big Bird, but uh, but gr- dark gray. Yeah, what kind of bird are you supposed to be? <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, I think I think Chris makes is the cinna of our podcast. Yeah, you guys are just trying to tell Chris that he's a good dresser. Why don't you just say that? Actually, we're trying to we're trying to cover the fact that we just called them shallow a few minutes ago. We're basically slowly oh, digging no, no, out no, of it's that. It's fine. Believe me, it's fine. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, he is a really good dresser, though. He does it's dress true. Well at all. Yeah, I mean, in the picture of him on Skype, he's wearing a captain's hat and covering the bottom <laughs> half of his face with a hand beard, <laughs> which is pretty great. So Cinna. All right, you guys, that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about Pizza Dough, the movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. if only. The movie adaptation of Gabby Moskowitz's book. Uh, no, we're uh, we're talking about the movie of this. We're talking about the Hunger Games Part 2 movie. Uh, breaking good. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> Catching Fire, that's what it's called. Yep. Catching Fire. Got it. <laughs> Flaming Arrow Face. What is it called? <laughs> Flaming Arrow Face. Anyway, yeah. uh, so join us for that next week. It's in theaters this weekend, so we're going to do it. Uh, also, if you haven't yet, make sure you're checking out the rest of Podcrawl 2013. The Flophouse released their episode about episode two of the Star Wars uh, series, and we, we did episode yeah. one a couple weeks ago. They it's did. very funny. You should check it out. It is. It's totally good and uh, nice and tangential and barely related to the movie like ours. <laughs> uh, and then Proudly Resents. Around the time this is coming out, you'll probably be able to get Proudly Resents at ProudlyResents.com. So check that out. Pod crawl, everybody. Hashtag pod crawl. Uh, I'm so excited about it. I'm so glad this happened. It's really cool. So do that. And uh, do go to uh, read-weep.com slash Amazon, and then you can buy pizza dough, unexpected recipes. like So not pizza, I'm guessing, uh, for most of them. <laughs> well, one of them will have to be, because you wouldn't expect that either after a while. Well, you wouldn't yeah, expect right. it after 49 <laughs> recipes of not pizza. It's true. Yeah, I'm going to... Every three recipes, I would forget that there was the possibility. So I, I'd like it to Say, be. Whoa, more. how do they keep surprising me? Pizza dough. <laughs> One of them's pumpkin. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> One of them's pumpkin pie spice latte out of pizza dough. Mm. Uh, <laughs> they're good. The, I mean, the pizza dough's poisonous, but it's worth it. Anyway, <laughs> check that out. Uh, thanks for being here, as always. Chris and Ezra at Ezra Fox on yep. Twitter at C. Walter Smith. Yeah, everyone check out brianwrightbook.tumblr.com. Still happening. Is Still he writing? Happening. Yeah, he's running now. Oh, good. It's even better. And uh, if you like Top Chef and you like food or you like food TV, check out Pack Your Mics. Yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about that. Yeah, or you like us. Have we talked about that on the show yet? Oh, just the first. Maybe once. once. Anyway, yeah, definitely check out Pack Your Mics. We're uh, having a great time on that show. It's the three of us plus some ladies. (laughs) We've never actually said on the show that there are ladies, I guess. I feel a little weird about that. But they are always in the the same apartment. So maybe people have figured it out. Anyway, my wife, Ezra's wife, and Chris's girlfriend, and they're all awesome, and it's such a fun show. So packyourmics.com <laughs> if you if you like Top Chef or reality food TV at all. Um, it'll be great. And uh, thanks for being here, Lisa. 
Yeah, hi. Lisa, what's your favorite thing on the internet? Well, I just looked up brokeassgourmet.com, so yeah. You like it? Go there. <laughs> well, I oh, just looked it up. Good. I've never heard of it, and now I think I'm going to go down a spiral of She's really all great. It's really terrific. Yeah, Gabby's great. Yeah. Definitely, I just looked over the uh, the brown butter uh, pumpkin mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. that, that recipe is online. You can get it for free. Check it out. I think I'm gonna Dude, make there's this dry week. cronuts. I want. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's got cronuts yeah. recipe. Uh, also, when she was on the show, I think two times ago, we asked her like the best meal she could make for a dollar and involved stealing things from Starbucks. It was pretty great. <laughs> it was for like 10 bucks or 20 yeah, bucks. Yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. She's a genius. <laughs> she stole sugar from Starbucks. It was great. <laughs> anyway, uh, awesome. We'll, we'll check out brokeassgourmet.com. Thanks for being here, Lisa. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Pshh.